Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 14 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible in theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the books of Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. In these epistles, Paul, among other topics, talks about how God has blessed those who trust in Christ and the kind of lifestyle that God expects of followers of Jesus Christ. Of the 21 epistles in the New Testament, 13 are written by Paul, and 8 are general epistles. Paul's epistles from Romans to Colossians are Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. I will use the World English Bible for this episode because the World English Bible is in the public domain. Let's get started. The first 12 books of the New Testament in order are Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. The author of Ephesians is Paul the Apostle. Paul is writing this letter to the Christian assembly in Ephesus. Ephesians is six chapters long. Paul starts off Ephesians talking about the blessings God has provided to those having faith in Jesus Christ. God is the God and Father of Jesus Christ. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. These heavenly places are in Jesus Christ. God predestined his blessings to be through and in Jesus Christ. God chose those who are in Christ. God chose us in Christ so we would be holy and blameless before God in love. God's blessings include Adoption of sons by Jesus Christ. God makes us accepted because of Jesus' sacrifice. God accepts us through forgiveness. God's plan is to gather all things in Christ. In God we obtain an inheritance. God seals Christians with the Holy Spirit, a promise. This is found in the first 15 verses of Ephesians. Now in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to to chapter 2, verse 10, we see that Paul gives thanks for the Ephesians' love for other Christians and their faith in the Lord Jesus. Paul prays that God will give to the Ephesians the following. One, a growing knowledge of God. Two, the knowledge of the hope of God's calling. Three, the knowledge of the Christian inheritance. Four, the knowledge of God's power. God's power is demonstrated by 1. Raising Jesus from the dead, exalting Jesus to God's right hand, exalting Jesus' name, subjecting all things under Christ, making Christ the head of the church. God's power is demonstrated in saving Christians and putting them in the heavenly places in Christ. God makes sinners alive who are dead in their sins and sets them free from the dominion of Satan. God makes us alive with Christ. God raises us up with Christ to be with Christ in the heavenly places. God raised us up with Christ so that God might show the riches of God's grace and God's kindness in Christ Jesus. God's grace and kindness was shown in that God saves us by grace through faith. It is a gift from God. God creates us in Christ Jesus for good works. God's grace and kindness is shown by offering salvation to the Gentiles 
and making them one with Jews who have faith in God and in his Son, Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, both Jews and Gentiles have access by one Spirit to the Father. Christians are a part of God's household and God's temple. Christians are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. In Christ, the whole building is fitted into a holy temple in the Lord. Christians are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Now for Ephesians chapter 3. Now the Holy Spirit has been revealed to Christ's apostles and prophets. This includes the mystery that Gentiles who have faith in Jesus are also a part of the body of Christ. Paul prays another prayer for the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. Paul prays to God the Father. God is the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father's Spirit strengthens the inner man of the Christian to make it possible for Christ to dwell in our hearts through faith. God strengthens us by rooting and grounding us in love and enabling us to know the love of Christ so we might be filled with the fullness of God. Now for Ephesians chapter 4. Christians are to live with lowliness, humility, patience, and bearing with one another in love. Christians are to encourage and to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. For Jewish and Gentile believers in Christ, there is but one body of Christ, one Spirit, and one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Whether we're Jew or Gentile, we're all baptized into Jesus Christ. There is one God and Father of all. God the Father is above all, through all, and in all. While there is the solidarity of faith, baptism, and hope, Christ gives us all differently, but the gift Christ gives is for one, equipping other Christians to serve Christ, two, building up other Christians. And what is the goal of building up other Christians? One, unity of faith, the knowledge of the Son of God for a mature man. The mature man is the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that Christians will no longer be children tossed by false doctrine, trickery of men, and error. The mature man is not only equipped to overcome false doctrine and deceit, but to speak the truth in love and grow up in Christ who is the head of the church. Each individual part of the body of Christ contributes to the building up of the body of Christ in love. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. Now for Ephesians 4.17, Christians are not to live like non-Christians do. They are to, that are given over to lust, uncleanness, and greed. Christians are to put off the old man and be renewed in the spirit of their mind. They are to put on the new man created in righteousness and holiness of truth. What are some things to put off? Well, Christians are not to have these characteristics in their life. Christians are not are to put off lying, sinful anger, stealing, corrupt speech, bitterness, wrath and anger, outcries, slander, malice, and unforgiveness. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, other things, um, a characteristic of the old man, are not even to be mentioned as a part of being a Christian including sexual immorality, uncleanness, covetousness, 
filthiness, foolish talking, jesting. The following people will not inherit God's kingdom, the sexually immoral, idolaters, covetous persons, those who claim that you will go to heaven when you have been born again and you're still doing these things are deceiving you with empty words. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 8 through 33 gives qualities a Christian is to put on. Christians are to have the fruit of goodness, righteousness, and truth. Christians are to do the things pleasing to God. Christians are to know God's will. God wants Christians to be filled with the Spirit. Christians are to submit to one another in the fear of Christ. Christ is the head of the assembled people of God and the Savior of the body. The Christian community is subject to Christ. Christ loved the Christian assembly and died for the Christian assembly so Christ could have a morally clean holy people. Likewise, wives are to be subject to their husbands and respect them, and husbands are to love their wives. Now for Ephesians chapter 6. Christians are to obey their parents in the Lord. Parents are not to provoke their children to wrath. Servants are to obey their masters and give their best service, not just when they are being supervised, but as if they are serving Christ. They are to do God's will from the heart. Masters are to treat their slaves like they want God to treat them because God is their heavenly master in heaven. Christians are to be strong in God's strength and power. Christians are to put on the whole armor of God, which includes the armor of truth, righteousness, the preparation of the good news, of peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. With the armor on, they are to be watchful and pray for all Christians. Christians are to pray that Paul will speak boldly God's message. Paul ends this epistle with these words. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. Amen. World English Bible. After the book of Ephesians is the book of Philippians. Philippians has four chapters. The book of Philippians is written to the Christians and Christian leaders in Philippi. Christians are called saints, which means holy ones. When Jesus forgives us our sins, he makes us holy and requires that we live holy lives. An overseer is the leader who looks over the spiritual welfare of Christians in his charge to make sure that they are taught God's truth and protects them from theological and biblical errors. A servant is a Christian who serves other Christians by serving their needs. They assisted the church leaders in their ministry. Paul starts off with letting the Philippians know that he prays for them with thanksgiving for their partnership and furthering the good news. Paul has confidence that God, who began to work in their lives, will complete that work until the day of Jesus Christ when he returns to earth. Their ministry of giving, comfort, encouragement, and prayers forms a partnership of ministry with Paul. Paul is writing while he is in prison, and Paul is thankful for their attention to his needs while he is in prison, and he's in prison for preaching the gospel. The Philippians are assisting Paul in defending the truth of the good news about Jesus Christ. Paul longs for them 
in the tender mercies of Jesus Christ. Paul prays for the Philippians that they will grow in love, a love that has the quality of knowledge and discernment in the matters regarding Christian belief and practice. Paul wants them to approve the things that are excellent. He wants them to be sincere and without offense until the day of Jesus Christ. He wants them to be filled with the fruit of righteousness. Paul shares with the Philippians his patience that Christ is preached to others. Paul, in his imprisonment, saw it as an opportunity to be a witness for Christ to those he came into contact during his imprisonment, whether they were fellow prisoners or whether they were prison guards or staff. While in prison, he realized that outside of prison, people were carrying on the ministry of preaching about Christ. Some did it with good motives and some with bad motives. Bad motives included preaching out of selfish ambition, and good motives for preaching was preaching out of love. Paul wants the Philippians to stand firm in one spirit and one soul, striving for the Christian faith. Like him, Christians need to be willing to suffer for the sake of the good news. Paul calls them to unity and humility. Christians are not to do anything through rivalry or conceit. With humility, they are to consider others better than themselves and look after the needs of others. In Philippians chapter 2, Paul gives three examples of people who showed humility. These three people are Jesus Christ, Timothy, and Epaphroditus. First, there was Jesus. Even though Jesus existed in the form of God, he did not consider equality with God a thing to be held on to. Jesus Christ was fully God and fully man. Christ as the God-man put off, put on the form of a servant and the form of a man. Christ humbled himself by obeying God to the point of suffering death and the shame of dying on the cross. God reacted to Christ's humility by giving Christ a name above every name and indicating that every knee will bow to Jesus in heaven and on the earth. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Christians are to live out their salvation with fear and trembling. God is the one who is working in them. The attitude of the Christian is not to complain or to argue. Christians are to act in a way that they will be a light to the world of how God's people are to live. Timothy was also an example of humility. Timothy truly cared for the Philippians. Timothy sought the things of Jesus Christ. Timothy served with Paul in the gospel. Epaphroditus was an example of humility as well. Paul describes Epaphroditus as his brother, his fellow worker, his fellow soldier, an apostle to the Philippians, a servant of Paul's needs, a Christian who suffered a severe illness to the point of almost dying, but God healed him. God instructed the Philippians to welcome Epaphroditus with joy and to hold such people like him in honor. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul calls on the Philippians to rejoice, and he warns them of spiritual dangers. He talks of the dangers from three sources. One, dogs. Dogs are people who would lead them astray from God and threaten their spiritual life with God. See Psalm 22, verse 20, about the reference of wild dogs as animals that are dangerous to people. Um, he talks of, So he talks about the dangers uh, from three sources, dogs, evildoers, 
false circumcision. Paul's referring to spiritually dangerous people who would try to take believers away from trust in Jesus for their salvation and replace it with the religion of self-righteousness. In contrast, the true circumcision are those who worship God in the Spirit and who rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in their own flesh. Paul himself put off self-righteousness. Paul states in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7-12 through 12, what he gained by putting off self-righteousness and trusting in Jesus Christ. This is what Paul gained in Christ. One, the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus his Lord. Two, the excellency of knowing Christ, which is worth all the suffering he endured for Christ and the loss of self-righteousness. Paul gained in Christ the righteousness which is, which is from God by faith, and that includes the hope of knowing Christ, uh, knowing the power of Christ's resurrection, and experiencing the fellowship of Christ's sufferings. It is not enough to just begin the journey of being a disciple of Christ. The Christian must press on for the prize of heaven. How does the Christian press on in his walk with Christ? Paul tells us this in Philippians 3, 12 and following. So how do we press on? We do the following to press on. One, forget about the things that are behind. Stretching forward to the things that are before. That is, we are to be focused not on the pleasures of this life, but on the hope of heaven. We press for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We do not focus on the temporal. When you focus on feeding your physical appetites, then you fail to have your focus on Christ. You do not want your belly to be your God. You press on by focusing on what is coming, eternal life in heaven. We focus on our citizenship in heaven. We focus on waiting for the second coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We focus on the new body that Christ will give us. In chapter 4, Paul gives exhortations to the Philippians. Paul exhorts them to rejoice in the Lord always. Paul exhorts them to have a reputation of gentleness. Paul exhorts them not to worry, but rather through prayer and petitions with thanksgiving to let their requests be made known to God. Paul exhorts the Philippians to focus their thoughts on what is honorable, just, pure, lovely, and things of good report. Paul has learned to be content and has learned to do all things through Christ's strength whether that involves serving God through times of hardship or times of ease. He can serve God when he lacks food and other needs, and he can serve God when he has plenty to eat and adequate clothes to wear. Paul ends Philippians with these words, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, Amen, World English Bible. After the book of Philippians is the book of Colossians. Colossians has four chapters. Paul writes the Colossians and addresses them as saints and faithful brothers in Christ. Paul expresses his thankfulness for the good report he has heard about the Christians in Colossae. He has heard of their faith in Christ Jesus, their love for other Christians, and their Christian hope. Paul prays that these Christians will be filled with the knowledge of God's will and that they will live a life worthy of the Lord and live to please God. He prays that they will increase in the knowledge of God 
and that they will be strengthened in God's power, which will enable them to endure and persevere with joy, and that they will give thanks to God the Father. We are to give thanks to God the Father who has done the following for us. One, God the Father has made us partakers of God's inheritance. God the Father has delivered us from the power of darkness. God the Father has moved us from the power of darkness to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Paul then gives some characteristics of Christ's nature and some spiritual benefits Christ has given to those who trust in Christ. One, Christ is the means of redeeming us from sin and forgiving us of our sins. Two, Christ is the image of the invisible God. Three, Christ is the firstborn of creation. That this does not imply that Christ is a created being can be seen from the following statements about Christ that Paul makes here. Four, Christ is the creator of all things, showing that he is not a created being, but eternal. All things are made through Christ and for Christ. Christ is before all things and holds all things together. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. Christ is the head of the assembly, that is, he's the head of the church. Christ is the firstborn of the dead. His resurrection foreshadows the Christian hope of the resurrection from the dead. Christ has the preeminence over all things. All the fullness dwells in Christ. Christ is the source of reconciliation with God the Father. Christ is able to pre present us holy and blameless before Christ. Paul indicates in Colossians 1, uh, verse 23, that these blessings in Christ are available to those who stay to, true to Christ to the end. Colossians chapter 1, verses 22 to 23 says this regarding what Christ does for the believer. Quote, Yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and without defect and blameless before him. If it is so that you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and not moved away from the hope of the good news which you heard, which is being proclaimed in all creation under heaven, of which I, Paul, was made a servant. World English Bible. Christians are to be built up in Christ and established in the faith. Christians are to be careful not to be led astray with false teaching. In Christ dwells all the fullness of deity in bodily form. Christ is the head of all powers. This includes government powers, the angelic and demonic world. Christ's power over these powers makes it possible for us to have spiritual life and the forgiveness of our sins. Christians are not obligated to keep feasts, Sabbath days, and other ordinances uh, as a means of self-righteousness. Christ Christians are to focus on the eternal and not this temporal world. Christians are to put off sexual sins, uncleanness, depraved passions, evil desires, coveting, anger, wrath, malice, slander, shameful speaking, and lying. Christians are to put on the new man that is renewed in the knowledge of the Creator. The Christian is to put on compassion, kindness, lowliness, humility, and perseverance. Christians are to bear with other Christians and be forgiving. Christians are to love and, and be thankful. They are to let Christ's word dwell in them richly. Wives are to be subject to their husbands. Husbands are to love their wives. Christians are to obey their parents. Uh, parents are not to provoke their children to anger. 
Christians are to do what is right and work hard for their employers, even when they are not being supervised. Their work is not just serving men, but is done as an act of service to Christ. Christians are to be devoted to prayer and watching with thanksgiving. Uh, Paul asked the, uh, the Colossians to pray for him, that God will open the door for God's word to be shared. Christians are to be good stewards of their time. Paul indicates that he also wants this letter to be read to the, to the Christians in Laodicea. Now, I did mention before that, that Paul says that you know Christians are not obligated to keep the Sabbath, and we don't keep the Sabbath as a legal obligation, but we do take a day of rest each week uh, and worship the Lord Jesus Christ uh, on what's called the Lord's Day, in which God, the day, uh, which is Sunday, the day in which God raised Jesus from the dead. Paul ends Colossians with these words, quote, Remember my bonds. Grace be with you all. Amen. That's from Colossians chapter 4, verse 18, the first last few words in the World English Bible. I encourage you this week to review the Old Testament books in order and learn the New Testament books in order from Matthew through Colossians. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.